to be able to take it to that next level. That's what I'm excited about. Mills, quick pass. Nico at the five. Nico in the end zone. The dagger. And Grenard with the sack back at the 25-yard line. Touchdown, Houston. Rock and roll. Tremont Smith, coast to coast. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. Now, it's Texans All Access. Hello, Texans, and welcome to the program. We are live in real time here following breaking news, perhaps, as it occurs this hour. Mark Vandermeer with you, John Harris, of course. And because it's Thursday night at 6, you can set your watch, your calendar, your sundial, any which way you want to go with your time-saving, time-giving device. It's John McClain on a Thursday night for the Houston Chronicle General. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? This, this day reminds me of the Tom Petty song, Waiting is the Hardest Part. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wrote that in an article earlier about something else regarding the Texans, and then I joked that my editor gets mad at me doing dated reference songs like Patience by Guns N' Roses or Anticipation by Carly Simon. Apparently there's a song called Waiting by Javier. I probably got that name wrong. That's more current, but nobody knows that who's uh, in our age bracket. Anyway, General, a tweet came out from... Johnny, who is this guy? Sports Talk Atlanta Jake yeah, from SportsTalkATL.com. He's got a blue check mark, and he said it's yeah. Atlanta. And he's taking some heat right now because the Schefters and the Rappaports, at least as of 30 seconds ago when we signed on, have not weighed in. Thoughts? There was one three days ago that I saw in Carolina that had him traded for, to the Panthers, said it was a done deal. Then I checked the Charlotte Observer and ESPN and The Athletic and all the longtime beat people over there that I know and have known for years. None of them had that, and, of course, it wasn't true. So there's a lot of things being put out about this, and I'll believe it when I say it. I, uh, Chris Sims just put out that he heard that uh, Atlanta was not in on it, and Watson went <laughs> to them. Watson went to them, and I'm thinking, Chris – lost all credibility with me when he said Kyle Shanahan made that trade last year to get Mac Jones, and it was <laughs> Trey Lance. And so fact is, nobody knows for sure. I'm in New Orleans for a wedding. People here talking about the possibility. They're all fired up about it. Talk to the cab driver about it. Talk to people in the hotel. Everybody wants to get Deshaun Watson. And I hear people talking about this would be the best place to go to win. Well, there's one little problem with that theory. Sean Payton's gone. Nobody has a clue how Dennis Allen, their defense coordinator, is going to be in his second stint as head coach. Now, if they say, well, Deshaun, Deshaun will be back in one year, uh, which is not going to happen because he's going to come back and he's going to go somewhere else, probably Dallas. And somebody suggested, well, the reason they could give up a lot of draft choices that the Texans want is they're going to get picks for Sean Payton, probably from the Cowboys. And Atlanta's destitute. The only reason he'd want to go there is it's his home state, and he's got Quincy Avery, his best friend, a longtime QB coach there, and he spends a lot of time there. They have no receivers. They have no running backs. The best receiver suspended, second-best receiver signed with uh, Tampa Bay, so they have second-year tight end Kyle Pitts, who's tremendous, and that's it. And uh means he gets to throw the ball a whole lot. Carolina, I'd love to see. It'd be the Panthers and them throwing 
in Brian Burns and safety Jeremy Chen, which would take care of their two biggest needs on defense. That would be the ideal trade. I think so too, General. That's what I've been saying. Um, but let's not get it twisted. Kyle Pitts is wide receiver. Um, I think that would be a really interesting combination. That said, I don't know this whole t- tight end thing. Mark and I got into this about the Miami game with Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki's a wide receiver. He's not a tight end. Either way, General, can you compare this situation to anything that you have seen or handled in the past? I mean, you've seen it all in this town and throughout the NFL. Is there anything that this compares closest to this kind of situation that we've gotten to with Deshaun, with this trade, and we're all sort of waiting? Never. It's been going on since March of last year when the lawsuits started to pile up. The sheer magnitude of 22 civil suits, 10 criminal complaints that didn't get set didn't get settled in court until the grand jury didn't indict him a week ago. Now you still have the 22 civil suits, and the teams interested don't seem too concerned about that or a possible suspension from Roger Goodell. And because his base salary is 35 and would count immediately, everybody's assuming the contract would be redone to lower the base salary as much as possible because if he gets suspended, you lose your base salary per game. So if his base salary were a million or two million, he wouldn't lose nearly as much as if it were 35 million. So I look for something to be done on his contract. And of course, Falcons got Matt Ryan and they have not completed, according to Adam Schefter, they have not completed what everybody thought they'd done last week, restructuring to get his cap figure down from 48 and change to 36 in change and he's going to count like 55 million in dead money unless it's official after june the first well they don't want to wait they want him over there wherever he goes his new team whether it's like uh indianapolis and he has a no trade clause i can't imagine him agreeing to go to cleveland and playing in the worst weather in the nfl at first energy stadium and i think Indy would be ideal for him or baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, but I've never seen anything with the legal issues, and I've never seen anything that had so many moving parts, a domino situation with when it comes to quarterbacks, and I've never seen anything like this current quarterback carousel we have going on in the NFL. Oh, yeah, and we'll get to all the Texans' reported transactions. They haven't announced anything yet. I think they're waiting on the trade so they can just announce everything all at once. And at some point, Nick Casario will speak to the media. We'll have him on this show. But, John, you mentioned the quarterback carousel. All right, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Fascinating to me. He wants a trade. They don't want to give it to him. And it's funny because here they are dancing with Watson, a guy who requested a trade demanded a trade from his franchise and now they're like baker you can't demand a trade from us and i know mayfield is not of the ilk of watson but he's not a terrible quarterback by any stretch your thoughts on their situation what's going to happen to baker mayfield and i think one of the things that's hurt him statistically is where he plays there was when around the texans game november 15th in 2020 when we saw the stadium have to be evacuated because of wind and rain and lightning Uh, Mayfield had three home games in which he threw for 100 yards, not because of him, but because the wind was so bad. And I'll bet you if he goes somewhere, say, like Indianapolis, you're going to see him throwing for a whole lot more yards. Any quarterback should want to go to Indy where you got Jonathan Taylor, great offensive line, and a good defense. They should be lining up. 
Now, uh, I don't think he has a no-trade clause. Matt Ryan does, of course. We'll see how that plays out. But Ryan's going to be 37. Now, he's coming off a season, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 90 rating. That's not good. And it wasn't him. It was because of the talent around him. John, if the decision is to go to Atlanta, that feels like it's the biggest domino effect because now Matt Ryan has to move. And if Matt Ryan moves – I don't know, say Cleveland. Well, obviously Baker Mayfield's on the move. How do you see this going between Seattle needs a quarterback? I mean, they say they have Drew Locke. I'm not buying that. Indianapolis could go with Sam Ellinger with a team that's got seven other pro bowlers. You got Cleveland, obviously, with Baker Mayfield moving on. Maybe they're saying no, but I'm sure they're going to dip their toe in the water. And then if the decision is Atlanta, then Matt Ryan needs a new home. It's a massive domino effect, like you said. If you were handicapping, how would you say, let's just put Deshaun in Atlanta for the time being, how would you think the dominoes would play out in those particular places? Falcons would trade uh, Ryan to Indy because he has a no-trade clause. He can control where he goes. Seattle wanted Watson. Well, Watson told them they didn't want to move across country and move up into the Pacific Northwest. If you notice the final three, not just from the NFC South, but close to they're all in the South. He's played his whole career in the South. I never thought he was going to Cleveland. Never thought he'd go to Seattle. He also seems kind of like a guy that needs to stay close to Atlanta, close to his family. And, of course, he's still such a big deal at Clemson. So uh, I, there's no way. I just can't imagine Seattle going into the season with Drew Locke at quarterback. If Watson had gone to Seattle, think about this. He'd have been throwing to D.K. Metcalf. Tyler Lockett, tight end Noah Fant. And then if they re-signed Rashad Penny, he averaged 135 yards rushing over the last five games, 165 over the last three. And the Texans saw what he's capable of doing at NRG Stadium. And if they re-signed him, that would have been a prolific offense, better than anything any of these other teams could offer. John, a couple of thoughts here. We'll get back to the Watson situation. We're monitoring all the wires and the Twitters and everything else we can possibly monitor here to give you any late-breaking news as to if a decision's been made. There was a report out of Atlanta that it's Atlanta from somebody who works for a sports talk. What do I call that, a website, a facility? I mean, it's a digital <laughs> entity in Atlanta, and he's got a blue check mark, and he said it's Atlanta. But no one else is picking it up. No one's running with it. It has not been verified, confirmed from anybody else. So we'll let you know as soon as we know. But, General, a couple of thoughts here. Kyle Allen, a Texan to back up Davis Mills, and maybe something on some of the other signings, something that stands out to you today, reportedly linebacker Jalen reeves Maben and maybe some of the other guys that they inked and maybe kept, like Malik Collins? Well, first of all, most of these new guys I've never heard of. It reminds me of last year. And I didn't expect (laughs) Serio to spend a lot of money on named players. They're in phase two of their rebuild. He knows they're not going to be very good. I think this time next year you'll see the Texans spending more money. I expect him to roll over a lot of his cap money as he did last year. Now, A.J. Cant, the right guard, who was a regular starter, with the Jaguars for years until he got an MCL injury last year. So he didn't get beat up. That went out in the fourth game. And George Warhop knows him very well, coached him for three years, obviously wanted him. And I hope that works out better than James Campin's recommendations last year 
when he wanted older linemen brought in. I still think the offensive line is a huge need. But he is, of the new guys, the one that's the most legitimate who started the longest. As far as the re-signs, Malik Collins, that means they got three starters set in the defensive line with Jonathan Bernard, who had a breakout season at left end. Collins playing next to him. Roy Lopez going into his second season, and they need a right end, and maybe they get one in the second round, or maybe they still look in free agency. I keep waiting for Camus Grugier Hill, and they've re-signed Desmond King. I think when they when they cut Terrence Mitchell, we knew they were going to re-sign King, but I uh, I don't know what the deal is with Grugier Hill. You know, they didn't they didn't want Justin Reed back. I'm glad. He got a good deal from Kansas City. Hope it works out for him the way it worked out for Tyron Matthew. But I keep the, the next veteran I want to see him sign is Grugier Hill because, as you guys know, he had a really good season. Even though when I looked at every list of top free agents, he's hardly ever mentioned even in the top 100. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to break through those narratives of, oh, well, he was the backup special teamer or whatever the case might be. He should be on those lists. He had a really – Solid season. Maybe Jalen Reeves Mabin is the guy that, I don't know, replaces him. Who's to say? But you're right. Kamu is one we're keeping an eye on. John, as you watch this free agent period happen for the Texans, and they've brought back, as Mark said, Malik Collins, Desmond King, players of that ilk, uh, Christian Kirksey. They've also added receivers, Moore, Conley. Uh, today, I think it was the fact that they brought it back, Reese, Royce Freeman, who I thought had a couple of Nice ball games at the end of the year, showing some of the things that he can do. I don't think they'll end up adding a quarterback outside of Kyle Allen because they have Jeff Driscoll and they have Davis Mills. So pick number three in the draft. If you were to handicap that, what would you do? How would you go about handicapping pick number three overall right now, given the fact that Evan Neal and Iquanu had talked about, Larry Tunsil's coming back and Titus will go to the right side of tackle. How would you look at what they're going to do at number three as of this moment. Hopefully Titus goes back to right tackle and George Warhop realizes he's a tackle, not a guard. I think right now with Tunsil coming back, the tackles are set. Then based on what they have, they are destitute at safety. They would have to take Kyle Hamilton, which is fine because I know you'd love it since you've got him rated number one in the draft. And other people do too. And um, I just don't know how they could pass him up a great prospect who can do so many different things for your defense except play right in. And they're not desperate for an offensive lineman in the first round. If Tunsil had been traded, they would be. They'd need four starters in the offensive line. But I think it's got to be Hamilton. I think he would be a really safe pick. Lovey Smith, is he has coached uh, Charles Tillman, John Lynch, Aeneas Williams. He had him when he was a corner and went to safety. And there's one of the safety, I can't remember who it was, that played a big role in one of Lovey's defenses, not Danielle Manning, although he did too, in Chicago. But he knows the value of having a versatile safety who can hit cover and play up or back or left side or right side. Kyle Hamilton can do that. Now, if they could make that deal with Carolina and get Jeremy Chen, who's also 6'4 and 220, a second-round pick who's been tremendous, that would solve that need. But right now, Guys, it looks to me like Kyle Hamilton. Okay, and Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, as you said, General, number one in the Harris 100, which is on the Texans app. 
easy-to-digest information, everything you wanted to know about these prospects but were afraid to ask. If you go to other sites and your head starts spinning like Linda Blair, fear not. Go to the app. It's easy to understand. General, back to the Colts for a moment here. If it's not Matt Ryan, if it's not Mayfield, what are they going to do? They trade Carson Wentz. They have nobody at quarterback right now. They have no solution, and they have a team that's basically good to go, at least good to contend for a deep playoff run. Thoughts? They also are not going to be getting a quarterback who's going to cost the number one pick this year because they don't have one. That quarterback's going to Philadelphia. That pick's going to Philadelphia, but they're trying to overtake Tennessee for the division championship. They've got that Jacksonville defeat haunting them throughout the offseason. They couldn't wait to get rid of Carson Wentz, and they're lucky that Washington took them off their hands, but they will make a quarterback move, and I would think the best one would be Ryan. I would think the second would be Mayfield, and if I were a quarterback, I would try to orchestrate a deal to the Colts because of what they've got to offer. John, there's been so much movement. We talk about this a lot about it. Who's winning March? A lot of times who wins March doesn't matter who wins February the following year in the Super Bowl. But my goodness, the Buffalo Bills signing Von Miller, O.J. Howard, and Daquan Jones, in particular Von Miller, all in the span of about 15 to 30 minutes yesterday, right when our show started. I would imagine they've got to be a big winner in free agency. Do you agree, A, and B, who else would you say are quote-unquote winners in free agency at this time of year? Well, the Jaguars have won March. You know, that's, that's the only time they win anything. They beat the Texans in March. They haven't beaten them since 2017. And I think Von Miller, that just shows you you can give your quarterback a lot of, a lot of money, and you can have number one defense in the NFL, and you can give up a lot of yards and points in a game to the Chiefs, and you realize we got to improve our pass rush. Von Miller was hurt a lot last year. Nine and a half sacks, two in the playoffs. He always rises to the occasion. He's got a chance to be the first player in NFL history to win Super Bowls with three different teams. And I think that will be very important to him. But my goodness, he's going to be 33 and he got 50 something million guaranteed. Good for him. And uh, they needed to bolster their pass rush. But when it comes to sheer money, Nobody tops the Jaguars. It's amazing the different approaches they take from the Texans. Nick Casario is building different phases. He's not blowing money on a lot of players that are going to have to be redone in two or three years or gone in two or three years. He's got a plan. And and when you spend money on players like Christian Kirk, you know, and I'm happy for him and his agent, but my goodness, those Jaguars players – Say, we're busting our butt over here. We're losing. We're doing everything we can. Spread some love. Don't bring in some guy from another team and give it to him. I kind of thought they re-signed DJ Chark, but he went to Detroit. I guess he likes losing franchises. But <laughs> uh, I just – I think they have they have won March, and when they're trying to sell tickets and suites and club seats and sponsorships, that's obviously very important to owner Shad Khan and GM Trent Baalke, and I think Doug Peterson would probably go along with anything. I can tell you who's not winning March. Me. I'm ready to throw my bracket into my fire pit. After Iowa lost to Richmond, I did have Memphis beating Boise today. I did not have Michigan beating Colorado State. 
maybe that was an emotional pick because I couldn't root for Michigan under any circumstances. So there. General, tell me this. You've been in this business a long time, and you do it all. You write columns. You cover the game. You can talk X's and O's, and you've broken a lot of stories. But there are some guys who are really story breakers, and that's basically all they do, like the Ian Rappaports of the world and Adam Schefter's. What kind of pressure are people like that under right now to get this Watson thing right? I feel like everybody's sort of hedging their bet, and I don't mean those two guys specifically, but a lot of other people in the mix. But again, this time of year, or maybe any time of year, the pressure to break stories for some of these reporters. What's it like? What are they going through? Well, first of all, I know all those guys, and I've talked to them a lot through the years, and they love it. They eat it up, and that's what they want to do. And they get in really tight with the agents. Like Adam Schefter's got 10 million Twitter followers. Nobody can come closer. And he tells an agent, hey, I'll tweet about you, but I need this, or I want that. And Adam also learns a lot about people. So he tells general managers, he's an information broker, and they take good care of him. And then every one of them would try really hard to get in with David Mulligetta or Brian Burney, Watson's agent and marketing guy, doing anything they can hoping those guys will help them break that story. And that's what they do. They're good guys. They're hard worker. Tom Pelissero's come along. Uh, Jeremy uh, Fowler on ESPN wants to do that. Don Graziano, Dan Graziano of ESPN. There are quite a few guys that relish that role on a national scale. The better they are at it, the more followers they get, the more followers they get, the more money they make. General, I know it's, it's hard to be 100% in that job. It's really tough. People expect you to be 100% in that job. You, for your entire career here in the city of Houston, you have been that guy. Have you ever had a moment where you you broke something and then you're like, oh, my gosh, is this thing going to come to fruition where you got really, really nervous? And then it happened, and your nerves were obviously satisfied. Did you ever have a situation where you broke something and then it didn't happen, and you're kind of like, wait, what's going on? Did you ever have a situation where you got pretty nervous about something that you broke? I was nervous every time I had a story like that, no matter who told me, and because uh, you always worry that something could happen. I, when, I, when I'm wrong on something, I'll tweet I'm a moron or an idiot. Nobody else does that. They want you to just, oops, act like – I don't know anybody else that does that. They want you to think you didn't read what they put out there, but I think – if you're wrong, you should admit you're wrong. I'll say on 610, you know, I'm an idiot when I get something wrong. But I would rather get beat than be wrong on a big story saying something's about to happen. Like when I had broke a story that they thought they were going to get the Watson done, deal done by the end of the week, it got a lot of attention. And I said if they didn't, then it would go up to the trading deadline. And they didn't because of the lawsuits. And I don't I don't General- notifications, but I was told I got crushed over yeah don't look at those things don't, don't. look under any circumstances never okay, general what do you have <laughs> never what do you have going on in the houston chronicle for us well brooks cabine and i have a lot of stuff about uh, the texans quarterback deshaun watson who'll have a new zip code at some point soon okay john mcclain from the houston chronicle thanks so much for being with us general as always mark and john thank you guys very much as always Enjoy New Orleans, right, we're in General. Real... Have a good time. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Wait, what's he doing in New Orleans? Is that a hint? Oh, yeah, my did gosh. You... No, did, did you we... not hear? He's at a wedding. Oh, that's a likely story. <laughs> He's got something. <laughs> he knows something. This is he like the end of wedding. trading places. 
This is the end of trading places. Mortimer and Randolph, they know something. He has the frozen concentrated orange juice report from Clarence Beeks. Beeks. Is that really dated reference? Way hey, too esoteric. This. Wait, hold on though. I watch trading places with my kids mm-hmm. and th- this is almost 40 years after it was released. They were howling. So it's dated reference but it still holds up. It is hilarious. I'll give you another one. There's um, a reference from Trading Places in one of the high school musical movies. And I know that on social media, we referenced high school musical yeah. yesterday because it uh, could be the start of something new or something with yeah. the new league year. Yes. And then I tweeted a Gabriella and Troy Bolton gif or whatever. But anyway, in movie number two, because my kids were watching it, and in movie number two, Somebody walks in in the country club and says, and he stepped on the ball. And that's directly from Trading Places, right? It's just an yeah. offshoot sort of yeah. line. And you had to be there, but it was pretty funny. And anybody under the age of 40 right now saying, what are you talking about? Okay, let's do this. We're going to give you the latest, whatever that is. Because in the next five minutes, everything could change. I thought it was changing with 10 minutes to go before showtime today with that tweet from Atlanta. We'll reset that and get you going on some of the acquisitions for your Houston Texans, reportedly, this week and how they fit in right here on Texans Radio. Stay tuned for more on the Houston Texans and the NFL on Texans All Access. What destinations are on your financial checklist? A new home? A new savings account? Whatever it may be, TDECU offers better ways to save and do more with your money. Join TDECU, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans and Chevron have teamed up with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Houston and the Houston Food Bank to create the Chevron Market Pantry at the Houston Texans Team Club. The partnership provides food to the local community and is run by Teen Club members and Chevron volunteers. Together, we're helping make Houston a better place to call home. We return to Texans All Access. Okay, Johnny. We're live. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you on Trade Watch. And Sports Talk ATL Jake has tweeted, more on Watson. The Falcons have negotiated a restructured contract per source. No one else, unless I missed it in the last 10 seconds. Wait a minute. No one else has weighed in. Although Schefter, Johnny, posts this. The Packers are trading Devontae Adams to the Raiders for... Is that Adam Schefter? It is Adam. You got to look. You got to make not sure Adam it's not Schefter. Adam Schefter. <laughs> what? It's blue check mark. You can't fake the blue check, can you? No, you can't. You can fake it in a uh, screenshot, maybe. but not in a tweet. Uh, Raiders. Mark, this is massive. <gasps> that That's massive. Two prime 2022 picks. And you know what? Depending on that, what? that might. That might send Nick Casario to renegotiate any kind of deal <laughs> that he already made. Um, it is expected that the Raiders and Devontae Adams will be able to work out a long-term agreement to keep him in Vegas, where he now will be reunited with his college teammate, Derek Carr. That's according to Schefter. And Rappaport gets it at the exact same time. This is That's why I want to talk to McLean more about this kind of thing. Yeah. This happens, right? Okay, so the agent or whatever gives it to both of them. Oh, by the way, hang on a second. 
I've got nothing else on Watson to Atlanta except from that Sports Talk Atlanta Jake from SportsTalkATL.com. And he does have a blue check mark. That doesn't mean he's always right. But he right. says that, according to a source, it's Atlanta. Anyway, go on. So my, uh, I, my buddy Sal had gotten a call. This was, I think, two years ago. He got a call from a player's dad saying he's coming back to Buffalo. And it was kind of surprising. And Sal was about to go. He was about to send a tweet. And I think it was Bill's PR call up and said, no, 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 look, we sort of promised, I don't know, one of the national guys or whatever. I can't remember who it was. You guys, can, can you guys do this at the same time? And literally, they counted down. Three, two, one, tweet. And they tweeted at the same exact time, so it wasn't oh, like wow. one had it over the other, and it was just it was it was wild. I mean, it 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 really it really is kind of a wild game uh, to play. To I, that's why I just let it happen, and then okay, let's talk about the football ramifications, and that's obviously why you hired me to do that. I'm not breaking news. Um, I you know talk about the ramifications. This Devontae Adams thing, my God, the AFC West. What is I mean, the AFC West just decided. We're we're not only we're not only pushing all the chips we have to the table. We're going back to the ATM and we're getting more cash. And we're just throwing that into the table too. I mean, everybody over there is going all in. So now you've got Derek Carr with Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. You got mm-hmm. Mahomes and his band of merry men in Kansas City. You got Russell Wilson throwing to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler uh, in Denver. And then you got Justin Herbert throwing a Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And we face all four of those teams yep. in 2022. Yep. And you have Kansas City coming into NRG Stadium. Yep. Texans will go to Denver and the Chargers. Actually, uh, no, the Chargers are coming in. We'll go to the Raiders and Denver. Yep. This is amazing. Pro Football Talk tweets. Is it too late for Aaron Rodgers to ask for the trade? Well, yeah. <laughs> now that's... that Adams is gone. So that that is interesting because I've been thinking the whole time. Yeah. I mean, look, Aaron's gonna get Aaron's getting paid. So where's the money to pay Devante? Because they're paying Bakhtiari pretty good money. They're paying others on that team. You know, Kenny Clark on the inside. I mean, it's not a massive deal, but it's enough. So Aaron Jones got uh, a second contract last off season, I think. So where's all the money going? And Devontae said he's not playing on the franchise tag, so there you go. The Raiders swoop in, and it was funny because yesterday, Mark, I had seen somebody post the video and said, remember the good old days when college teammates Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were tearing up Mountain West? And I'm like, okay. And I mean, it was cool to watch the highlights because you know me. I'll watch you know college highlights yeah. all day long. But I saw that. I didn't think twice about it. Until I saw that tweet, and I'm like, wait a second. Did somebody get tipped off on something, or is that just a pure coincidence that yesterday people, somebody's floating out there a video of highlights of Derek Carr uh, and Devontae Adams? So it gets very interesting for defensive backs also in the AFC West. I can't believe I buried the lead. Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro are two of the best route runners in the league. They will get open in a quick minute. It is going to be fascinating to watch that Raiders offense with Josh McDaniels now running it in Las Vegas. Darren wow. Waller, Josh oh. Jacobs running the rock. Oh, my gosh. 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. Holy it's pretty smokes. good out there for Derek Carr. Uh, and for the Packers, look, they're going to have to go young or make another trade. I don't know what they do, but they obviously felt like they couldn't come to a contract agreement with Devontae Adams. It is tough to pay a quarterback huge money and a receiver and you name it, one or two other positions, even that alone can really put a lot of strain on your cap and make it difficult to fill out a really competitive team. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, and we're, again, monitoring the situation. A lot of um, a lot of Atlanta chatter out there, but I'm not going to say anything for sure oh, because, Mark, you know, Mark, what? Ian Rappaport just tweeted, okay. Devontae Adams gets a new contract worth 100 Forty-one million dollars over five years. He gets an average of twenty-eight million per year. Twenty-eight million. Uh, Receivers should insane. send him a thank you note. That's insane. Twenty-eight million. <laughs> million. That's more than Brady's going to make with the Bucks this year. Well, Brady, I never rate things in terms of Brady's salary. When you talk That's Kirk true. Cousins, now I'm talking about financially you know really lucrative quarterback uh brady brady is one to take less money i know especially with the patriots not as much with tampa bay but i understand what you're saying and for the packers that was a non-starter there was no way they could go there there was no way the packers were going to go there i guess Derek carr who did get that second big contract does i don't have it in front of me but i'm betting it's uh it's not of the market value of some of these quarterback deals that we're getting in the last two three years here no because he signed it the last Two three like two three years ago, if I remember right, I don't yeah. think Derek. I could be wrong, but I don't think Derek Carr's money is is exorbitant as opposed to what you know some of the things that we've seen. I'm trying to remember. He signed Derek Carr signed a five year, hundred twenty five million dollar contract with the Raiders uh, back in twenty seventeen. Is that right? He's an unrestricted free agent after this year. Hmm. Uh, you know what he's getting paid? Holy smokes. You know what he's getting paid this year? $19.8 million. That's why you can go out and get Devontae Adams. Jeez, wow. do you think the Packers – do you think Rodgers is upset enough after this? I mean, this is, a, this is a player who wanted Randall Cobb back, and I bring that up only because obviously oh. Randall Cobb is not Devontae Adams. But Rodgers wants what he wants. We all know that. And it's not just about the money. He wants to win. And you just took a major hit Mm -hmm. by trading away Devontae Adams, even though you get two prime picks and whatever else they're going to get. I don't have the return in that deal yet. Do you see it anywhere? I don't have that. See, that's the thing that's going to happen, Mark. Let's say a Deshaun deal does get announced. I would imagine we're not going to get the the terms of that deal for a little while after that. So we might hear Atlanta and be like, okay, okay, great for Atlanta. Atlanta can celebrate and do whatever. Everybody can talk about what it means to Atlanta. Meanwhile, we're all going, what are we getting back in return? We've been waiting for yeah. a while. We want another return. Yeah. So we'll see what the Packers end up getting. Listen, there are some good, really good young wide receivers in this draft. And, uh, and I mean, from the Traylon Burks to Garrett Wilson to Chris Olave, there are some good ones. You can get two of them in this draft, especially if you've got prime picks, as it's, as it's said. They're not at Devontae Adams' level at this point. I mean, Devontae Adams was raw coming into the league, and he polished it and became arguably one of the top three receivers in the league. And now Aaron Rodgers is throwing. I mean, for years it was like, Aaron Rodgers needs a number two to throw to. Now he needs a number one to throw to. 
Yep. Wow. Yep. He does. He needs a number one. He needs more weapons. Look, they've instilled an ethic of running the football with Matt LaFleur as the head coach, right? And they've done a good job doing that. And that will still be a bread and butter kind of thing. But you have one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played the game there, and he needs weapons. So they'll have to address that. The AFC West is insane. It's hard to handicap the best team right now because everything's changing, again, in real time. I mean, as we speak, this acquisition takes place for the L.A. Raiders as they may, or the Vegas Raiders. Did I say the L.A. Raiders? Yes, how far did. back am you I going here? Back. You went two teams how about the back. Cleveland, how about the Cleveland Rams? <laughs> how about the, the Chicago yeah. Cardinals <laughs> as I'm going at it? Or the Colts being the old... Dallas Texans and the Chiefs being a Dallas Texans as well, although a more recent Dallas Texans yeah. than the Colts. Mark, this yes, is kids, pretty, this, this is, is your history funny. lesson. This is funny. The Fresno State football Twitter account tweeted, "Is it really happening?" <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. funny. Yes, yes. Hey, you talk about uh, dogs. You talk about Derek Carr college highlights. Go look at uh, fans when you have time. When you have nothing else to do, go to YouTube and look at David Carr college highlights he lit it up as a senior at fresno state there was a reason why david was the number one pick oh, in the yeah. draft david, i know it didn't yeah, exactly go on. according to plan here yeah. but he uh he th- that was warranted at the time i mean based on everything you knew at the time yeah. yes that was going to be your number one overall pick all right next up whatever happens next is next in other words we are monitoring the situation in the last 10 minutes the Devonte adams trade broke What's in the next segment? Stay tuned. It's Texans Radio. Texans Radio continues in a moment. It's Ford Truck Month, Texas. Now's the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel of a new Ford Maverick pickup. And get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of trucks. But you better get going. These deals won't last. Get to Ford Truck Month. Texans Radio is back. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Texans All Access. We're live. Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders from the Green Bay Packers. A couple of prime picks, but that's all we know right now, unless I'm missing something. Texans will play the AFC West. Go ahead. Mark, uh, Rappaport tweeted, it's a first-rounder and other picks and potentially a player going back to Green Bay, which is going to be kind of interesting. Rappaport also tweeted this. Tom Pelissaro tweeted something of that ilk as well. Rapport tweeted, while Aaron Rodgers was negotiating his contract, he knew Devontae Adams would never play for the Packers again. The situation was too far gone. Something had to give, and when Adams informed Green yep. Bay he wasn't playing on a tag, talks got fired up, now Adams will be on the Raiders. Pelissaro then added that it appeared the Raiders-Packers deal was dead on Wednesday, but it came back to life on Thursday, and Adams is about to join the Raiders. Yeah, so it's entirely possible that Rodgers knew about this and or knew he wasn't going to be a part of it long term, but maybe he was hoping against hope. Who knows? And we'll see how it plays out for Green Bay. I don't really care about them. I care about the Texans. And I'm wondering what is going on with the big trade. 
like you all are. Story out of Atlanta from a local sports talker there that it was Atlanta, but nothing is confirmed, and none of the big guns in reporting and breaking NFL stories have confirmed it or chimed in on it. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, we just sit and we wait. We wait. And I would listen, I, I've said this. I was talking to my wife a little bit today, and I just said, we've waited this long. You know, I mean, we all want to know. Yeah. We've waited this long. I mean, we're not playing tomorrow. The draft isn't tomorrow. We can find out next Thursday at this time. It's just the fact that because it's been so long and it's been hanging over everybody's head here in Houston, everybody for the most part has come to grips with the fact that that Deshaun's not going to be here anymore. And so it's just a matter of everybody moving on. But it's like, let's like let let's go. What's because this all of this has been out there because. Uh, sports by numbers or whatever it is in Atlanta, uh, Jake, whatever his name is, has said it's it's happening and, you know, it's a restructured contract. I mean, it's all this. I mean, there's so many different – I mean, you could do a 30 for 30 on this darn thing, to be honest with you, and it would probably Absolutely. be as intriguing television as there could be. But I think everybody just – we just want we just want to know. We want to know uh, what's the return. Where's it going to be? And look, wherever he goes, we're all going to watch because this is the greatest reality show that's ever been created. Are you not refreshing every five minutes to see what else this league is going to do? I mean, Johnny, it's been horrible. It's It's been horrible because horrible in the way that, look, it's not truly horrible. This is sports context horrible. I'm on my phone constantly. I usually am anyway. It's usually like an appendage. Now it's an organ. Now... It's almost like what Richard Pryor described something really illicit to be in Live on Sunset Strip, where it's like you get a little too far away from it, and it starts calling you. The phone's like, you yes. let you got a little too far away from me. Don't leave me alone over here on the table. No, take me with you wherever you go. You're going to the bathroom. You're definitely taking the phone with you, okay? Yeah, and you you're going anywhere. Don't spend time with the kids, or if you do, you're going to have your head on the phone. You're going to be refreshing because you want to know what's going on, Vandermeer. You are not leaving me alone today. My phone gets very demanding. Yes. That's what it sounds like to me. I, absolutely. I, I, it's funny. Sean and I were texting. I can't remember what night it was. We were texting, and he, he made a comment. He was at the rodeo, and he had made a comment that his wife, he was like, he might as well just have been anybody because he was just in his phone the whole time. He was in his phone the whole time. His wife, Amy, he's trying to watch the rodeo, and he's just on the phone. I mean, we all were. I was doing the same thing. I've told anybody that wants to get a hold of me, like, call or text because my phone is in my hand. And if I'm not answering, then I really don't want to talk to you. Um, but I have my phone in my hand. You can contact me because it's going, it's going nowhere. Oh, yeah. And unlike, <laughs> unlike you, Mark, I have no defenses for it because Paige and May are both in Los Angeles. So I have no oh, yeah. defense to that. There's, there's none. I can't put it away and just be like, I'm going to have family time. No, <laughs> it is right next to my hip because you Plus- never know what's next. Plus, you have the tournament going on right now. It's crazy. <laughs> the so tournament. I don't know what your setup the- is, but I hold my phone out in front of me and just kind of have it next to me <laughs> like, so I can see both in my view. The tournament's sure. good, man. Last night's Rutgers-Notre Dame game was outstanding. It was an outstanding, outstanding. basketball game. So good. Unbelievable. And today, uh, look, today was great, too. Uh, a lot of these games were terrific. Uh, maybe not as good as last night's double overtime win by Notre Dame, although I was rooting for Rutgers because Jim Valvano. Gentlemen, 
It'll, you're, wait, the most important thing in your life is God, family, and Rutgers basketball. <laughs> All right, that's from the speech that he gave at the SBs. It's really, he said the Green Bay Packers by accident because he stole it from Lombardi. Uh, John Schriever, our ticket czar, texted me the box score of the Packers 49ers playoff game. Rodgers completed 20 of 29. Get this. Adams had nine catches. Jones out of the backfield had nine. Nobody else had more than one. Right. Lazard and Lewis had one apiece. That's it. So they need some help, and we'll see how it goes. Cobb had nothing in that one. Did he even play? I, he's got a zero remember. on there, meaning he might have played and just didn't catch yeah, anything. I, I don't know how that went. Yeah, I don't think he got any targets or anything. Mark, how about this? I asked Chris this during the break, and I know Mahomes is the game changer, but you get Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek, or you get Carr with Waller, Renfro, and Adams. Which one are you taking? Which is more firepower? Go do that again. Mahomes with Mahomes. Kelsey and Tyreek or Derek uh-huh. Carr with Renfro, Waller, and Devontae. You know, Mahomes has been in some big situations where he hasn't come through in the clutch, but he gets to those situations, right? Yeah. So sometimes I think people evaluate him unfairly that way. Look, Carr had a chance to beat the Bengals in the postseason late. Couldn't do it. Didn't do it. Uh, I still take Mahomes and his merry band of pass catchers because they've been there. But again... There are other elements. Can you hold up offensive line-wise, pass pro, all of that? Yeah. Uh, does Mahomes make a good decision? I think he will. Does Carr make a good decision? He hasn't been there enough to prove himself. He's only played in one playoff game in his career. Johnny, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, it did not break. The story did not break during our time here together tonight and maybe by tomorrow night. As Trade Watch continues, Texans with some interesting acquisitions. We'll talk about them more tomorrow. Thank you, Chris, for producing. Keep it locked in on Sports Radio 610 24-7 for all that is going on around the National Football League and beyond. Have a great night, everyone. Go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. What destinations are on your financial checklist? A new home? A new savings account? Whatever it may be, TDECU offers better ways to save and do more with your money. Join TDECU, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. How do we outsmart cancer? At Houston Methodist, we're creating nanodevices to directly treat tumors, minimizing side effects. We're researching how repurposing existing treatments can stop the deadliest form of breast cancer from spreading. And removing cervical cancer without affecting the uterus so you can still give birth. That's the difference between practicing medicine and leading it. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org.